Get deeper insights on the news from inside sources. Well, heavy fighting continues in the Donbass region of Ukraine as both Russia and Ukraine prepare for some springtime offenses and defenses, I'm guessing. But they were coming to a very interesting moment of choice for Vladimir Putin. Uh, really pleased to have joining us on the program once again, Jonathan Sweet, a retired Army colonel, served 30 years as a military intelligence office officer. And uh, Colonel Sweet, uh, one, welcome back to the program. You wrote a great piece in The Hill today that is talking about something that isn't getting a lot of coverage. Uh, and that is that Vladimir Putin is going to have to make some very strategic choices. And I love the way you framed it. Uh, it's either becoming uh, the Al Capone or Peter the Great. Uh, describe that for our listeners. Well, thanks for having me back on the show, Doug Boyd. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, Mark and I, uh, Mark and I spent a good amount of time working on this. Uh, it, it really just came down to uh, to taking a look at, at, at decisions, and I think the one decision that is driving this is, uh, as we described in, in, the, in the article, is uh, the natural resources that, that sit underneath the Donbass. Um, it, it, it's enticing. It's, uh, it, it's valuable. It's uh, and it's a reason. It's an underlying reason for uh, for securing the region. Uh, he's pretty much drawn a red line in, in, in Crimea, and I think he believes that Ukraine and NATO will abide by that red line to be able to focus his forces up in the Donbass to maintain possession. I also think he thinks that as time plays out, that, uh, that the West will eventually um, come around to the negotiated settlement, which will be able to keep that region and export it later. Yeah, and that's uh, such an interesting choice, I think, in terms of Vladimir Putin uh, as he as he tries to figure out uh, and describe that a little bit for us in terms of kind of all of the, the natural resources uh, that are in that Donbass region versus really having con- control of the waterways uh, on the Black Sea. Uh, describe that for us and then what that's going to look like in terms of how Vladimir Putin moves forward. Well, I, I think he thinks he gets both. I think uh, by default, he thinks he has uh, Crimea and he retains possession of Crimea. But by retaining possession of the Donbass, uh, he has access to upwards of 1.13 cubic meters of liquid natural gas uh, that he can exploit and export. And uh, one of his uh, forces of action is uh, the alliance or a business partnership with Turkey in which they would build a regional hub uh, for distribution of that liquid natural gas globally. Uh, so, no, he's, uh, he's pretty sophisticated, I believe, on the, on the opportunities. Uh, that, that that provides him and uh, his support network in uh, in Moscow. He, he needs the oligarchs in this case to keep him afloat, and they need him for revenue. Yeah, and that's such a, an interesting thing in terms of uh, making sure that plays out. So, so walk us through now. Uh, so, what's the strategy from Ukraine's standpoint in terms of is there a way? Uh, to exploit the fact, as you said, that Vladimir Putin seems fixated on executing both of these. Uh, what does that mean in terms of Ukraine and their defense and trying to push Russia really out of both of those places? Yeah, I think uh, particularly in the Donbass, Ukraine continues to do what they're, they're doing. They're holding, they're, they're giving terrain, but they are inflicting enormous casualties on, on the Russian forces. I mean, it's upwards of 40,000 uh, uh, casualties, at least according to Kiev Independent and other sources, since the uh, since the first of January, um, so it, it, it's been don't break. Uh, and then as you look down towards the south in Crimea, is uh, is retired Lieutenant uh, General Ben Hodges has stated several times, Crimea is decisive terrain, and if they can control Crimea, if they, if they can impact Crimea and force uh, the Russians out, um, that, that changes the dynamics of uh, of Russia too, and the chips will fall where they may because. It's so strategic in nature, considering you know the ability to influence and, and have control over the Black Sea region 
if they lose that, uh, in a sense, they lose the war as we look the chips forward in May and Russia. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, and so what does that mean for uh, for us here in the U.S., for Washington, uh, for the West in particular, for NATO? Uh, what is it uh, that that does in terms of uh, arming, uh, support, resources? Uh, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, first we have to say uh, that, that we're in it to win. Uh, no more defensive battles, no more defensive struggles. The, uh, the outcome is to win. And then to win, we have to equip them with the, with the, with the weapon systems they need. Uh, they need to make uh, Crimea untenable. And by untenable, I mean uh, with long-range rocket fires. The high marks is good for upwards to 90 miles, but the uh, attacking gives them a range of upwards to 300 miles, and the, uh, the ground-launched small bananaer bombs also give them a range of 100, uh, upwards to 190 miles. So they can impact, and they can shape the battle in, in, uh, in the Crimea, and with all the maneuver capability they have with the Leopards, uh, the self-propelled artillery and the Bradleys that are coming in, uh, it enables maneuver. And uh, those F-16s, and they don't have to be F-16s, they just have to be aircraft, fighter aircraft that can provide ground support mm-hmm. between the artillery and the air support, the Bradleys and the Leopards, their ability to maneuver to combine arms force and push Russia out is significantly increased. Uh, great insight, as always. Uh, Jonathan Sweet, retired Army colonel, 30 years as a military intelligence officer. Uh, you can check out the piece in The Hill. It's Jonathan Sweet and Mark Toth, and it's called Putin's Paradox, Don of the Donbass or Czar of Crimea. Interesting uh, season of choices as we move forward. And uh, <laughs> colonel, colonel Sweet, we appreciate you joining us today, as always. Okay, thank you for having me on show. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, again, that's uh, retired Army Colonel Jonathan Sweet, and uh, he and his uh, partner Mark Toth have, have really done some great thinking, uh, strategic thinking, in terms of what's happening in Ukraine, what Russia is doing and not doing. Uh, and this is a very interesting fork in the road, uh, because I, I think he's uh, spot on that uh, Putin believes he can have his cake and eat it, too, that he can have the Donbass with all of those natural resources from natural gas uh, and other minerals uh, and keep Crimea, which uh, keeps control of the Black Sea. Uh, and it just doesn't seem to add up in terms of being able to do that. And so will Vladimir Putin make a strategic choice? Will he turn to the Donbass with all of that, knowing he needs those resources to to kind of keep those around him uh, and all of the oligarchs in check and on his side? Uh, and does he do that at the expense of, of losing Crimea? And what does that do? Does that create a uh, double opportunity for Ukraine uh, to do the opposite and push them out of the Donbass and Crimea? Uh, we're going to enter a very fascinating season in this war as we get to the spring. There will be spring offenses coming. We know from Russia and we know that uh, Ukraine is also preparing 
uh, for their own offenses and counter offenses in terms of what is happening there. We'll continue to watch all of that uh, as we move everything forward. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for some bottom of the hour news. Don't go anywhere. Our friend Amaya Jaredat is going to join us to talk about Israel and the threat to democracy. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation and deep dive into what's happening in Israel. Stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> 